Previously on Strangers Rolling Dice, y'all fought a real mummified bullywug. Bonafide, mummified, y'all almost died. And uh, it was bad, I would say. What would you guys say? Yes. <laughs> no, that yes. was totally fine. We were totally in okay. control the whole time. Um, <laughs> versus totally. Uh, Bart came back in and heroically ran through some fire with a bunch of swarming flies uh, and cast a spell, heat metal, on Karzalek. Um, that really was probably what drove away the mummy at the end there. Um, he was going in for a kill. It almost looked like he was ready to, like I said in that session, open Karzalek up like a can opener. Uh, but you prevented that from happening. And where we're at right now in the campaign is there's this pregnant pause that's fallen over the entire room as you are standing where he cleft a, uh, a hole in the wall and then just walked into it and closed it behind him. The, the debris of the battle still sort of hanging around you. You, you can see, though, that he's left a, a trail of items behind him and a bunch still in the sarcophagus. So if you want, we can start by going over. I mean, you guys also each gained 450 experience for that fight. And there's a bunch of items here that we can go over. But before we do that, does anybody have anything that they want to say they're doing? Say that they have a question about? <clears throat> I think we're, I think we're good. What say ye? If I don't know, I got nothing. Okay. Just let loose one last arrow at him as it like as he disappears through the wall through the okay. door and then I'm chilling in my party zone. Clatters around uh, and you know it seals up and it looks as if the, the stone was never disturbed. The only uh, mark is where his axe it seems like it was potentially related to this magic that he just used uh, that axe embedded totally immovable in the wall. So, is it loot time? Loot time? Do it. Bart's gonna I, start play, some I started playing my loot and play the loot song. <laughs> this is the loot song. Loot, 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 loot. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> let's see. I'll just go from the very top of the list here. There are a bunch of items. Remember, you guys removed a mask and a necklace from uh, from this guy. Yes, I believe and Cars has when, those. Yeah, oh, Cars, yeah. you removed this ornate mask and this ornate pendant. Um, each one of them, if you were to put your archaeologist hat on for a second, you would uh, identify these as artifacts that are each worth the mask, two hundred gold pieces, and the pendant, fifty gold pieces. There's no practical application of them, though maybe there's some more cultural value to the bullywugs or something. It's unclear. Beneath where this mask was resting, all, all these items here, they were arrayed on the corpse, and as he got up, 
many of them were, were cast off because he was fighting you. Um, so beneath the mask are fragments of bone, as though the skull had been crushed. Um, and you remember seeing his body knitting back together. Um, not all of the fragments came with him. Uh, within these fragments, in a pile where his skull had been resting, is a spherical white onyx worth 15 gold pieces. Strands of what look like prosthetic hair still remain on the mask, gathered into black obsidian and red pipestone tubes worth uh, about 50 gold pieces as a bunch. And I'm thinking when you, when you imagine that, like think predator hair. Um, above the mask, where his forehead was, uh, was a diadem of dark opals and jade discs worth 200 gold pieces. To either side where he laid his head are jade earplugs carved in several place, uh, places to resemble budding flowers, like a thousand petal lotus. Um, and you can tell that they were probably embedded in his flesh at some point, which is why they didn't come with him when his skeletal form rose out. Uh, draped over where would have been the rib cage, uh, but he cast it off as he as he rose, was a breastplate made of loops of tubular jade interspersed with bone dividers. Uh, this would protect you like studded leather, but it's also worth 200 gold pieces. Scattered huh. around... Oh, go ahead. Well, that's just interesting. Yeah. It's made of jade, you said? It's made of jade interspersed with bone dividers. Okay. So, like, um, you know, imagine... In the same way that the hair extensions are, like, tubes of, of stone, it's, like, a bunch of tubes of stone with some sort of fiber that's stayed, uh, you know, relatively undegraded, um, that's holding these bone and jade chunks together. Uh, scattered around where the neck and through the rib cage would have laid uh, are 156 beads. Each of them, you would estimate, you could probably give to a vendor in exchange for one gold or in place of a gold. But they are shaped like spheres, cylinders, trilobed beads, floral buds, open flowers, pumpkins, melons, artichokes, and one jade snake's head. There's no magic radiating from them whatsoever, but they are definitely an interesting find. Um, uh, about where the wrists would have been uh, are a couple of jade bead bracelets, easily identifiable as bracers of defense, um, which we have since learned uh, they cannot. You cannot benefit from their plus two bonus without wearing no armor or shield. Where his hands rested, there are a couple of finger bones that didn't come with him when he left. And on each of them are a couple of rings. Uh, there's a ring of a frogman holding the moon, which is a ring of protection. It's made of jade. And the other one made of jade uh, is a panther ready to strike. And that's a ring of animal influence. Pressed into uh, the fingers of each hand that he immediately dropped when he got up, 
a jade cube worth 150 gold pieces, and a spherical agate worth 50 gold pieces. Uh, stop me if you need me to take a rest here and you can write all this stuff down. I'm pretty sure we wrote down a lot of it at the end of last session. Where his feet once rested are two small containers, apparently of glazed clay. One fitted with a flower-shaped plug in both ends, and you can tell that by moving it back and forth, there's some sort of dried remains inside it. This radiates magic, and you can't really tell what it is yet. The other holding a one-inch diameter piece of Mother of Pearl which is worth five gold pieces. Lying among, finally, the hip bones is a six-inch-long statue of a faceless man with large, pointed ears. Plugged at the bottom, it is a bottle that contains some sort of substance, unidentified at the moment. That's what you find. So, the question, what do you do? Hmm. We swipe individually anything of specific interest and we toss the rest into a sack. There you go. Sack it. Sack it up. Okay, what items of uh, particular interest? We'll start with those then. Well, I think Bart would grab the ring of animal influence that he kind of probably knows what it is. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Flip it over a couple of times in his palm, then look over at cars that can be like, mm, you're catch, and toss it at him. Cars <laughs> yeah. catches it, looks, looks at it curiously, still kind of coming out of the whole daze from their recent encounter, but looks back at Bart and just... What is this? Just some trinkets? Uh, Bart grins a little bit and is like, yeah, just nice trinket. I figure it kind of matches your eyes, Carl's like, so I think it would look good <laughs> on you, you know? <laughs> okay. appreciates the humor, the gesture of humor. He slips it on, nods his head. <laughs> okay. Um, Bart, Bart is kind of bandaging himself up and is like, no, I'll show you what it does later once we're out of this room. Right. Okay. It's all good. Anybody else? So, um, I mean, how do we want to handle braces defense? I imagine it's just a cell, right? But how do we want to handle the ring? Because that is a thing everybody can use pretty much. Yeah, probably, I think, shore up someone that is needing more protection. That's yes. a great way to approach it. If you guys want to compete for it, I would ask you as the GM to do a roll-off. 1d20, no modifiers, ties, re-roll. But uh, if you guys want to award it to a person, that's a great way of doing it. I am all for shoring up uh, someone who could use a little more a uh, AC. So that so, would be myself or trees, then. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, I'm fine giving it to trees. What's your armor class? 16 for moi. 16? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I would not mind an uh, extra little bonus <laughs> if you're at 16. <laughs> What's your AC at right now, trees? I'm at 14. 
Yeah, you yeah. could use it. I, yeah, just being honest, sure. that would be a good but, boost for you. Put you up to. Yeah. Not always in the front also, or anything, though, but it's always nice to have a little bit of buffing. It gives you saves, yeah, too, yeah. so. It also gives you a plus one bonus to all saving throws, which would be. Ooh, yeah. And I have a negative yeah. two to a couple of those. Yeah, so. so that would kind of <laughs> even you out in that way as well. So yeah. this ring of protection, um, you know, it, it looks like, again, um, a, a frogman holding the moon. Um, and I think maybe the moon, as you guys are maybe discussing this in character, like who to give this ring of protection to, um, you maybe remember Granny Wynn's uh, telling you a story about your people's affinity for the moon. And uh, maybe it kind of strikes the party as well that, hey, if anybody's going to benefit from this, maybe it's trees. And you guys have seen trees get pretty beat up a couple of times, but they've always been fine. Fine enough. Um, so have you all like gathered the loot and brought it back into the tiny hut, or are we still like just gathering it up? Or I think we're gonna gather. Like, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, so you take it away. I mean, I was kind of uh, seeing as like we're still sifting through it, and the mm-hmm. you know as yeah. we recognize what things do, kind of doling it out. Sure. And uh, I think uh, cars is still kind of like our pack mule, right? Like, yeah, uh, awesome in the in the sack with the uh, with the jar of ears. Future <laughs> use. Yes. Yeah, I can't forget that. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, Crow is interested in the uh, the two un- unidentified potions. So, or okay. I guess containers, since one's a powder and not yeah. liquid. Um. Okay. Do you want to try to roll a check to identify them? I think, like, in the fiction, it's kind of like you uncork it and, like, taste a tiny bit of it. Okay. And that's how you, uh, that's how you make sure. your check. Okay, which, uh, so which one do you want to... Like, yeah, yeah. It's kind of fun, like, imagining taking this ancient, weird powder out of a grave and seeing how it tastes. Sticking your tongue in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, can use like, uh... I can use my finger and, like, you know, get a little... little powder sure. that's kind of uh, it's, it's, that's a bad 100 percent uncut cocaine oh yeah. god <laughs> <laughs> no. this dungeon becomes really weird <laughs> yeah no but so which one do you want to start with here there's the six inch long statue with a faceless man with pointed ears and there is the flower shaped plugged uh glazed thing i will do a bump of the flower shaped plugged powder <laughs> okay all right uh let me read something here real quick sure what happens when you do a bump of this potion? <laughs> hmm. Um, okay, so... I'd like you to make me... either a nature or arcana check. Okay. Um, they're both the same, but I think she's approaching it from an arcana point of okay. view. Makes sense. And roll to 15. 15. That is exactly what you needed to identify this. Um, It once was a potion. Um, Now it is so old that the moisture seems like it has you know, seeped into the container itself and then out into the ambient environment. Maybe at a time when the environment here was a little bit different. Um, It's possible you would remember from 
hearing this uh, among the greenskins that lived in Aglanod and would sometimes pilfer ancient ruins and tombs, possible to reconstitute a dried up and useless potion um, with some sort of liquid um, to bring it to its full effect. Um, what kind of liquid can also sometimes alter what that does. Uh, but you know from just looking at this thing and tasting it and the sort of tingling sensation that you get when you uh, imbibe just the smallest amount that this flower-plugged thing that I am delaying while I scroll back down to read what it is. <laughs> it's... It's it cool is mix. a potion yeah. of invisibility. It oh, tastes nice. like Ooh. when you cast invisibility. It Interesting. Tastes like... <laughs> it's a, <laughs> a synesthesia <laughs> there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. the taste of invisibility. Me too. Um, yeah, I will. Uh, <laughs> I will hand that to Cars and say, "Hey, uh, you remember when you, when I made you invisible? If you were to." Mix this up with some some liquid; it would do it again for you. Cars I'm, thinking about being invisible and then like promptly running, like <laughs> smack them to a cart and falling over. <laughs> apprehensively, who takes dares it. disturb my resting place? As you're standing in a place where you disturb somebody's resting place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I'll look after this. And he just puts it in the bag with everything else, with like clearly no intent to cough that <laughs> okay. anytime soon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to make a, a check on the second one? Yeah, absolutely. Let's see. Okay. Um, so, and a reminder, if you fail it, you can do it again after a long rest. Okay, cool. And I did fail it, probably. Uh, 12, Arcana. 12 is a failure. Yeah, you're not sure. You open this one up, and it's it's also kind of powdery, a little bit sludgier, and a different mm. consistency. It's definitely not the same thing. Okay, I'll, I'll hold it out to the other as saying, uh, anyone, anyone else want a taste of this? Yeah, go for it. Uh, Bart will give it a stick his long nose in, in the bottle and give it a okay. big whiff. And nature or arcana from you? I'll you guys you know you might get a bit a better whiff of it from uh not in this na nasty gas out there. <laughs> you guys wanted to come inside with all that loot you got there. We can play the loot song in here. That's trees the, the voice of wisdom. I think you're right. That's uh, <laughs> let's do it. The highest to that party zone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in demonstrating right. that negative two was <laughs> just a ten from Bart. So Bart, 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 yeah. is like, this is a strange smell. Mm, I don't know what this is. Yeah, you've never tasted anything like that in your life, and it's it's really hard to tell. You know, this is a what you estimate is probably over a thousand years old potion. Well, so vintage. Able to give it a, whiff? <laughs> a good yeah. year. What do you think, Crease? And Bart will hold the bottle out. Smell like anything you've smelled before? Uh, can I make a roll as well? Oh yeah, absolutely. Every every person cool. can attempt this one time each long rest. It's my make my an arcane right roll. Sniff an arcane sniff. Oh, that's a that's a good old six. Yeah, that's <laughs> also not fifteen. It smells so, very yeah, old. No. Sounds like you guys really struck gold out there. 
Now, I think it would be hilarious if it's cars that's able to figure out what it does. <laughs> cars, but with a nature, a nature check, maybe? Because I imagine that might be better than cars is a. Uh, they're both, in, they're both intellect, Car so. Car he'll, oh, yeah. We'll give it a shot, but Cars is already, he's not too sure about these ways, but here, I, I, we'll, we'll, we'll nature on that. Um, <laughs> that's a 16. I have a story reason for With why Cars like it. Yeah. Yeah. So a 17 on the die, that's great. Um, <laughs> Cars like you, it comes to be your turn, and you, you like stick a, a finger in, and you smell it, and then you press it to your tongue. And you've actually tasted this before. It's very distinct. It's like oh. a, a horrible anise, in, in, overpowering star anise taste. It's just way too much. But it reminds you of a potion of healing, but this is no ordinary potion of healing. This is an elixir of health. Mm -hmm. So let's go over someone want to read out loud what an elixir of health in 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons does? Uh, I'm on it. Sure. When you drink this potion, it cures any disease afflicting you, and it removes the blinded, deafened, paralyzed, and poisoned conditions. The clear red liquid has tiny bubbles of light in it. So this opaque red liquid looks like there are, you know, it, it still retained a little bit of his moisture, but you think you'd have to add some sort of liquid to reconstitute it to gain its full effect. Okay, Cars, he scrunches his face, just, I've, I know this. We would keep these back in the barracks in case one of our guardsmen were wounded or injured out in the field. Powerful healing stuff. Well, that's bound to be helpful down here. Bart says as he's like tying up his like split shoulder. You guys are probably pretty wounded right now, I imagine. Yeah, definitely. Yep. I pull so, out the um, wand of healing. Uh, does anybody want to charge your tomb? Or do we want to take a little break in here? Should we? Uh, how's everybody feeling? Cars, I'm glad you made it back. Thank you. I thank you all for. I, I can't remember much of what was going on in there, but. What I do know is you didn't leave, and I thank you for that. And he's just gonna kind of plop down, and he's he he looks pretty beat. Like arrest arrest sounds pretty good right now. What about going? I don't know. You can't. How long can you keep this up, trees? Pointing at the the party the party zone. Well, uh, we've been partying in here for about what, like an hour and a half now, I think. <laughs> uh, about an hour and a half. Yeah, that's about perfect. Uh, so, well, I could I could start casting it again, and it'll last a good eight eight hours or so, until if we wanted to go to sleep, we could rest, and then when when we wake up, it should still be up. But I, okay. I could just start casting it again right now. Should we maybe do it mm, in or a elsewhere? Room, yeah, back with uh, the hermit crab. Seems friendly enough. Once the crawfish died. Yeah. The hermit crab was pretty friendly, wasn't it? One thing to keep in mind about that room is that there's, you know, foot deep mud in mm. the entire room. I love mud. <laughs> the uh, party zone doesn't take care of the flooring, exactly. Just the air. 
before that chamber, there is the uh, Hall of Thrashing Canes um, that is closed off, actually, because the canes thrashed you. Um, <laughs> True. And then there's the hallway outside here and a corner around the hallway that you guys have not actually explored yet. Uh, and then there's two other doors in the room with the mud. But that's where you're at right now. I mean, as this conversation is going on, Cars is going to kind of gently slide a giant urn over and just kind of lean against it, kind of like sitting down, like getting into a more comfortable position. <laughs> yes, uh, perhaps that be- that's best. And Bart will sit down to him and be like, just do it again here, I suppose. I'm too tired to think, and that mud is too deep for me. By all means. It was uh, quite, quite an, quite an intense gold digging experience, or grave digging experience. Uh, I'm glad we all made it out. That uh, that thing was huge. It could really pull out that axe, huh, Cars? You you gave your best on it, huh? You just couldn't pull it out. That thing was huge. He's just gonna pretend he's like napping while just like just so he can avoid. <laughs> 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 just like fluttering clothes. Like that's hilarious. <laughs> you hear a small <laughs> snore, <laughs> like totally <laughs> fake snore from him. Me 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 me. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, okay. I, I start ritually casting the party zone again. I guess to make sure it lasts a good uh, eight hours. So it's a uh, eleven so minutes to my- ritual cast, one minute to cast the spell. Okay, my question is then, so are you guys trying to initiate a long rest right now? I figure so. Um, how are y'all looking resource-wise? Like, do you need a long rest, or is a short one going to be enough for you? I have two first-level spells. Okay, maybe long I have rest. a spell of each level left, so I have one slot each, and I'm at full health. Um, so like a short rest would be good too, but if we wanted a long rest, I'm cool with either way. But I'm definitely not the person we need to worry about right now. Yeah, cars, cars can honestly, he can do either. He's, he, I mean, all his abilities are fully up. It's just he's at about half health right now. Yeah, Bart is a little bit less than half. Um, what about Crow? Um, I'm pretty good on spell slots, and I will get one of them back on a short rest. So, um... I yeah, mean, I, mean, I, could I could short. do a short rest. We could short, but then I will just be uh, fairly useless if we ever get into a combat, which is okay if we want to short and then move yeah. a bit. I mean, yeah. It's just it seems like we do have you know time is of the essence somewhat here, um, especially if um, as much as I hate it, uh, Dap dying could be sad. If Dap is Dap. out there just breathing in poison gas constantly. Is Cars still pretending to sleep as Crow is saying this? Oh, or if they're they talking this out loud, um, no, yeah, cards would definitely, he would, he, I mean, he's concerned, but the way he sees it is like, like these hallways are tight, maneuver, like it'd be faster to find the way out than to probably try to like push him <laughs> through these like <laughs> uh, 10, like these five foot doorways and through like these like yeah. tight hallways and stuff. So he's, he's cognizant of it and he's not happy, but he's kind of like, this is, there's not much more we can do than what we're already doing that is pressing forward. Well, I mean, the the other two doors out of the crab room, those were our 10-foot passages, at least. So maybe... They are 10-foot passages with 5-foot wide doors. Oh, okay. We so we can see the doors. Squeezing, 
we discussed squeezing rules, and actually there was a correction that Jesse made um, that large creatures can squeeze through uh, medium-sized spaces, you know, a, a five-foot space of a door specifically according to the rules of the game. Um, I'm going to rule that the hermit crab, just by the written text of the book here and by being a GM, I think the hermit crab cannot bend its shell shape to fit through, but the frog definitely can actually fit through the doors. You, you would think after some critical thought on it, it might just take a minute and uh, be a, a bit of a show when it's happening. Gotcha. All right. Well, then, I mean, I think flavor-wise, I'm fine with short resting and moving on a bit, and then uh, let's we'll do just it. See what happens. Okay. So you guys are short resting, correct? Yes. Yeah, that works for me. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I'll do a nice song of rest as we're short resting. Then. That's a D8. That's a D6. D6. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'm gonna roll a hit. Yeah, so if you use a hit dice, you get to spend an extra d6. Awesome! Uh, Ooh, sweet. That's an 8 on the hit dice. Let's roll that d6. Hey, yeah, everybody roll your, your hit points back up. Oh, nice. Take That's any spell slots or any features you get back on a short rest. As an hour passes while you remain inside the party zone. Okay. Uh, trees, is that a D6 on every hit dice we spend, or just once? Uh, it's a single D6, I believe. Okay, me, got it. Um, I'm gonna roll one you more can device. use soothing music. If you or any friendly creature who can hear your performance regain hit points at the end of a short rest by spending one or more hit dice, each of those creatures gains an extra 1D6 hit points. Improving Actually, at 9th level. I'm actually forgetting our variant healing rule. Sorry, Evan. Uh, what? Because I'm still yeah, rest primarily, yeah. Yeah. So it's so pinned it, in the um, in the roll twenty here, or not pinned, but it's it's available. Um, oh, under, it's a handout. Uh, it's a handout variant yeah, point recovery. So your question is on a short rest. Um, I don't think there's actually it, any yeah. changes to the short rest mechanic. Yeah. What what okay. has been changed is in the long rest mechanic, uh, you you basically do not get back all of your got it. Okay, hit, cool. Your hit dice um, and all your hit you points. You have to use your hit dice to get back hit points on a long rest, but then you yes. get half of your hit dice back at the end of a long rest. Right? And you're also by default you get a full value of okay. one Ooh. of your hit dice. Um, on a long rest. Awesome. There's a couple Thank of different points, but yeah. Okay. So no change to short rest. That works. No change to short yeah, rest. It's yeah. just about like being more conservative with our uh, hit dice as we're spending them throughout the day. So on that note, mm -hmm. like if, if people wanted uh, to use more like wand of healing charges, like I'm not sure uh, what rate we want to be using those, but that's another way to not be using the hit dice. Precisely. In mm. case that people are like, but I guess that's a good thing too for us to analyze right before long rest too, mm -hmm. so that you can know how many hit dice you're going into a long rest. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely like basically you guys won't be able to regain if you're all pretty hurt and you are tapped out of spells you will not really easily be able to just sleep it off in 24 hours. It will make you, if you want to just sleep it off, you'll have to take more than 24 hours, multiple long rests. Um, 
And if you want to go faster than that, you're going to need to use consumables or spells or something like that, which I think makes a lot more sense than getting hit for 99 damage across the chest by a sword and you're at one out of 100 HP and then you go and take a nippy nap and then you're fine. <laughs> um, so, Ooh, hey. um, sorry. Yeah. No, no, I don't have, I don't have anything. Go for it. Uh, I was just going to say, um, if we're short resting, that would mean that if we had these magic items, we would be able to attune to them if we wanted to, if we were disseminated them and stuff. Yeah, you could ac- absolutely attune to those magic items and, and go ahead and put them on your sheet and make sure that you have the effects of them reflected, like your plus one to saves, for example. Um, but other than that, does anybody else have any housekeeping they need to do on this on this rest? I have one last thing, but... Bard is good. Ours is good. Yep, all good. Good to go. Okay, so I'm going to roll... Poison damage for Dap. 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 Six poison damage. Six. Damn. Yeah. Um, (laughs) He has been resting. So does he have hit dice? I'm sure he does. Um, Does he? Sorry, let me pull that up. Giant frog. Dap been making friends with the hermit crab. (laughs) Yeah. Giant frog has uh, 4d8 hit die. So he could, if you'd like, spend a hit die to generate some HP on a rest. That's how that works. All right. Oh, that helps mitigate it. Five. So again, only one point of poison damage really (laughs) gets through. And it's a hardy creature. His metabolism is going to be different and... uh, the effects of this inhalation is going to be different on him than I think. Yeah, I'll make a, I'll keep track of his hit die on my character sheet as okay. well. I'll make a section for it. Awesome. Okay. I believe that concludes your rest. So, now what? Onwards. Um, before we head out, I'm uh, wanting to cut down that little bobble of swirling gas or whatever it was that was the trap that we did not set off and okay i guess um how would i go about trying to identify that thing um so identifying it you think could be really hard from down below um you know it's like 10 feet up in the air oh gotcha Um, okay so you would actually have to probably get assistance from somebody to get up and try to remove it from the door um it is possible, definitely possible. Maybe you could stand on an urn or something, but it would be, um, there's actually a note in here that says, in the cramped conditions, working on these things is difficult. So I have some numbers behind the screen here that are how this works. If you want to make me a sleight of hand check. Um, oh, can I give you a boost? Try. Absolutely, yeah. T- tell me about how you guys want to go about this and maybe you'll get some sort of conditional bonus. But sleight of hand is the check. Yeah, to, to kind of like remove it without triggering anything. Yeah, there's no disarm trap skill yeah, in 5th yeah, yeah. edition. I probably okay. see you eyeing the orb and I just like mm-hmm. stand underneath it and like put my paws together and try to just like give you a platform to stand or step onto. Okay, yeah. Um, She'll just shrug, like that sounds good, and give it a shot. So she'll stand right. on trees. 
climb the tree. <laughs> a crow in the tree. A crow in the tree. Go ahead and make that sleight of hand check to remove um, this glass orb filled with swirling purple gas safely. Uh, as she's uh, climbing uh, the tree, uh, she will say to um, <laughs> Bart and Carr, is like, uh, you guys might want to give us a little bit of room just in case. Point taken, Cars is going to back out into the hallway. Yep. Oh, okay. Pardon. Excuse me. Coming through. And for the record, um, we'd still be inside the orb. My my dome yeah, at this point. Yeah, you, you would be inside the, the thing in the first place. So it covers. How high it. is the orb, actually? 10 feet radius. Okay, so uh, it yeah. perfectly encapsulates this, this thing. Um, okay, so you got an 18 there, I see. Yep. Pretty good roll. You reach up and you see that it's almost kind of like a light bulb. It's a very thin, thin layer of glass attached to some sort of anchor point that looks like if the door had been triggered in the wrong way, it would have fallen and most likely shattered and spread whatever this gas was everywhere. You pull it down safely. You get down off climbing the tree. And you have in your hands this purple swirling gas. Yeah, I don't think uh, opening it up to taste it is a good idea. <laughs> well, you don't want to. Um, you want to just give it a whiff. <laughs> uh, but I will just kind of, I guess, rack my brain to see if I can sure. connect it to like anything else we've seen down here. Go ahead and give me um, an Arcana check because it's clearly um, magical. Gotcha. Did, you, did you get um, it yet? I'm still holding you as you're just holding it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Thanks, thanks, Trees. Um, that's an 18 Arcana. Okay. With an 18 Arcana, you also identify this as something poisonous. You know? Okay. Uh, you don't really know what the effect would be, but one thing actually sticks out to you above all others, and it will probably tell you more in time when you have more time to deal with this information. There's this silvery thread almost moving through the purple gas. It's really hard to see until you turn it over and turn it over, and one thing comes to mind. The pendant that Marna was wearing in the graveyard. And the three ingredients necessary for eternal life drinking from the chalice together, the necklace with the stone set in it, with the swirling inside it. Weird and creepy. Oh. New quest, we're seeking immortality, guys. Side <laughs> <laughs> quest. I thought we left that one in Rinkubing. Uh, I guess not. Guess yeah. not. Yeah. There's some sort of connection there, and, and it, it's, it's very clear that Whatever multicolored solution is swirling within this, there's some relation. It's not exactly looking the same, but there's some relation to It reminds me of it. It reminds you of it very plainly. You've never seen anything like it until that night and then again now. Yeah, I think she's going to keep that to herself for now. Um, okay. Does it look like something I can safely wrap up and carry? 
Yeah, it looks like if you were to cover it in a cloth or something, okay. it's, you know, you, you would Bandelier be able to have it. There. Sure, but, you know, imagine what would happen if, say, you were to fall on it or yeah. something like that. <laughs> yep. I It'd plan not be, to fall on it. Probably become immortal. It's probably okay. what it does. Yeah. <laughs> it's a win-win. Nailed it. Nailed it, Jay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, will, I will tuck that in the old bandolier. Okay. Um, okay, you can go ahead and add, like, whatever you want to call that. like a Poison uh, light bulb. Poison light bulb. Perfect. <laughs> the poison light bulb. And we'll mm-hmm. all know what you're talking about. Okay. Yep. Um, anything else in here before you guys move on? Let's go. Let's boogie. So. Okay. So you guys all exit Tree's party zone? Yes. Very hesitant to go back into the gaseous air. Captain's so the last one off yeah. the ship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want to leave the chill zone. I'll put. I'll, <laughs> are we Are we ready to go? What are we doing here? What's our plan? I'm just like whispering to you guys on the other side of the dome. <laughs> I guess. Love it. We have to, uh, we have to keep going. Okay, I'll, I'll be right behind you. Um, Bart is gonna put a hand on Karzlek's shoulder and be like, Karzlek. Now, uh, I want you to think about Dap, and then I want you to yell out and ask Dap to come over here. Okay? <laughs> uh, you, you want me to... What? Say that again? So so hold uh, hold your hand up right there, that one. You, as, then, as he, like, Bart, like, grabs his yeah. hand and, like, holds <laughs> it up in the right position. Now think about Dap and call okay. out to him and tell him to come over here. Okay. Um... Uh, Dap, come here. Over uh, here. Uh, and you hear flop, 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 until a humongous frog face pokes through the door at you. Like, what? And it just looks at you and blinks and turns an eye on its weird sideways facing eyes. And it looks right at you. How did, Bot, how did you do that? Yeah, I know. Why don't you ask Dap? Come on, Dap, and then I'll speak. I'll, I'll turn to Dap and be like, "Come on, Dap. He can. He can understand you now. Why don't you tell him uh, what you think of him? Come on." Uh, you just hear. Everyone else hears, uh, but Bart and Karzalek hears just low, like, and but the two of you hear hungry. Well, Cars, he's gonna lick, he licks his lips. <laughs> Cars gonna stagger back five feet. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> Bart, what did you? What did you do? <laughs> uh, Bart, Bart will grab your hand and be like, "Oh no, it's it's this," and he'll point at the ring. Is this is this thing enchanted? Or what is this? Is some sort of druid craft? Yes, that's some ancient druid magic. Should allow Cars- you a couple of times per day to uh, get a little bit closer to Dap and speak with him. <laughs> any any animal, I suppose, but probably Dap makes the most Amazing. sense. Amazing. Uh, Dap, you're, you're hungry. Is, is that and it? And he just, he just <laughs> like lets his giant tongue loll out of his mouth and looks at you and like lowers his head in acknowledgement. Cars is gonna he's gonna stride over pretty quickly. He's gonna pull out a ration and he's gonna he's gonna offer it to Dap. 
Okay, as you hold it out, this whip tongue immediately rips it out of your hand and you just hear Dang. And then a second later, Cars <laughs> Car is He's absolutely amazed. He's going to hold out one more ration to offer Dap. Snap! Grabs the <laughs> ration. You have a big, wet, mucusy glob on your hand now. <laughs> and he just totally inhales this food. And you sort of look at him and you realize how big Dap is. And yeah. These little rations, like what do you what do you think Cars has in his pack? Like salt fish or something um, like hardtack biscuit? What what do you what do you feed in this giant frog? God, he's giving him two rations, and I think I mean I wouldn't. I imagine he would have probably taken some stuff off the ship, but like nothing sure. to like feed. Like I don't think he was expecting to pick up a giant frog on the way. <laughs> sure. So I would I would imagine he doesn't have enough, but. In the moment, like cars, yeah, he's he's absolutely amazed with what the spring had just like yeah. with Bart showing him how to do it. So, as Dap is eating this salad, like cars, like he he you know gently puts a hand on Dap, pats him, just I'm sorry, my friend. This uh, I I don't have much more to offer you, but we're trying to find a way out of here as quick as we can. Can you? Are you okay to Are you okay to be here for now? We'll come back as soon as we can. We just I'm not sure how how easy it would be for you to get through here if we don't find an exit. Um, it sort of looks at you and blinks its weird eyelids at you a couple of times, but again, lowers its head in understanding and sort of makes a couple of circles and then comes up against one of the walls and lays down its big head in the mud and you see just like it inhales and exhales one time out of the tiny little holes in its in its nose and it just bubbles in the mud and it closes its eyes and settles. Cars is gonna he's gonna look he's gonna look at it look at him just kind of like just yeah and like just gently mutter like oh I'll be back. You you just you hang tight. And and he he says one last thing to you as you're leaving. Opens one eye opens its mouth and ingests some of the mud and then just swallows it. He says, hungry. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Cars is, uh, he's ready. He's, he's amazed. He's astounded. He has this new gift. He's, he wants to talk more with Dap, but probably once Dap is full and he'll be more talkative. But in the meantime, they should probably press on. Okay. All righty. Um, so the question is, you guys, where are you going? There's there's a couple of options. Talk to me about what you're going to do here. Down the hallway. I the hallway that you already went down? Let's, let's see what's around this corner. How could we not okay. see what's around this corner? I don't know. You could be like, fuck this room. We're going back. This this way <laughs> sucks. It, it, in the DM's defense, we were the ones who decided to knock down the fucking secret wall. So I, yeah, It's I true. You guys are walking down this wall. normal room. You notice the secret wall, and then you're like, let's go in there right away. Yeah. Let's go fuck with um, that. No, let's just take the normal hallway, the very benign normal okay. hallway. Okay. So you, you walk down the very benign, super normal, nothing could possibly go wrong down this hallway hallway. And uh, let me find the writing here, and I'll reveal it to you on our ancient revealing style of Fog of War with no dynamic lighting in this dungeon because sad. Find my, it's gonna my do the booby thing. trap guide. It's going to hide first because that's what it does. Uh -huh. And then it's going to reveal. <laughs> <Bloop>. <laughs> 
Ah, shit. Uh, The staircase that you see around the corner, only 30, 40 feet down, um, goes up for only a few steps. And then it seems that the rest is filled in with clay and stone rubble. Hmm. Rocks. A whole bunch of big rocks. I take a big fat breath of chill air, and I, as I see everyone's going around the corner, I follow them around the corner. I'm like, all right, where are we going? (laughs) Not this way, unfortunately. Yeah. Looks like a dead end trees. Let's go back and try one of the other doors in the mudroom, I suppose. Okay. Yes. All right. Back to the main room. Let's go. As they're walking back, um, oh, sorry. No, no, please. As you're walking back, as they're walking back, cars is going to turn to Bart. Bart, you, you checked out the Northern Wing for a minute. Did you see anything over there? I, 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 didn't, I didn't really see much besides for the fact that there's a particularly deep bit of mud down at the bottom of those stairs. So if we're going um. that way, watch your step. There's, there's one thing with that side. I'll read it to you. Um, the landing at the foot of a short flight of steps is filled with mud and silt that partially blocks the door leading north. You can see about half of the door is sticking out above the mud. Uh, the oh. door, uh, you can't really tell which way it's supposed to open, um, but there are hinges. Maybe on a closer inspection, you could determine what's going on over here. Uh, the other door is at the same level, no stairs. That would go to the west. Um, so what do you guys do here? Let's do the west wing. I do want to <laughs> at least examine that door in okay. the mud pit just to see. Yeah, I, can, I can tell about it. Okay. Like maybe, um, maybe it's a valve to let all the mud drain away. <laughs> it does not Brilliant. look like it is designed to be even a cursory investigation that is designed to have this much mud in it. Um, the mud looks like, you know, with the, the stucco falling off the walls around here, it looks like mostly from that and mm. from things that have seeped into here over time. Um, if you really spend a minute, though, investigating it, you see that there is in the mud and in the water that sort of runs over undisturbed areas that's pooled, um, the water trickles down here and goes towards the seams of the door and seems like it pushes its way through. Like, that's the most downhill side of the room. Well, what do you you think, Crow? Think you could get it open? I mean, I I see a door I want to open it. What can I say? Um, She'll try to open it. Okay. So there are, uh, there's a large grip to pull on. Um, do you grab the grip and pull on it? I think she'll look for traps first, just because she's already found a few. Okay. Go ahead and give me a perception check then. Okay. Um, let's see. That's a 13. Yeah, 13. I mean, you, you run your hand across the surface of the door. You look up above you. You look all around. Um, it really just seems like... This is a door of beaten bronze, and uh, there's hinges, and it looks like you could pull on this big handle and open it, but you don't find anything else of note. Okay. Uh, She'll see if it has any give when she pulls on it. Okay. When you pull on it, it is so 
wedged shut, and you you don't even see a difference in the mud when you pull on it. It, it doesn't seem to give at all. Uh, she'll just kind of look back up to, to Bart and Trees and shake her head and, and come back up. It seems pretty shut. Mm. I suppose Bart. that only leaves one option. What do you think, Bart? I could try to get some of that mud out of there, but... Okay. Oh, that's true. Uh, but Bart will uh, step forward and do some mold earth cantripping to try to move his cubes of okay. mud. You're going to start them moving the, the mud room. away and, and depositing it in the center of the room? Yep, I'm going to do my best okay. uh, Tonka truck impression. <laughs> As I'll start um, trying to do the same thing with Mage Hand, but it's just tiny okay. little... <laughs> you, guys just, you notice, like, as you guys work together, even if you, you were to pitch in with the shovel that you don't have any longer, um, it no, is... No, it's, the, the, it's just the edge. The, 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 the handle broken. is broken. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> but it, it, the mud in here, the silt uh, in the entire room was deep enough to make you guys slip and slide all over whatever slick floor is underneath. Uh, here, it, it was deep enough to swallow up Bart almost all the way. Uh, it's it's deep. So the consistency is as tenacious as quicksand, and the silt can be scooped, but it is semi-liquid and quickly flows back. So I'm making no progress, pretty much. You feel like every time that you move stuff, it's it's like you're speeding up the rate at which it's flowing from where you place it back towards there because it's been undisturbed other than the crab for so long. Now you're moving the structure around of this silt and it's disrupting the surface tension and just flowing like the okay. liquid back to the lowest point in the room. We could try... Hmm. Bart is going to see this. Bart will pull out... I do have rope, right? I do have 75 feet of rope. Bart will pull out some rope. Um, uh, motion towards trees to help with the mage hand and mm. yeah. try to maybe tie the rope pretty securely around the, the handle or whatever it is. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I think about that. And then look over to cars and be like, maybe ask Dab and throw him the end of the rope. Okay. Cars catches it. Um, again, puts a hand on Dap, looks him dead in one eye on the side of his head. <laughs> Dap, can can you help us with this? We're, we're trying to dislodge uh, this door. Question about this ring of animal stuff and things. Um, how long does it last? Are charges being spent on this? So you ca- uh, it, ca- it takes one charge to cast Speak with Animals. And how 10 long minutes. Does animals last? Okay, this is all within 10 minutes, I think. Um... Okay, so you can just ask him, uh, and he croaks, raises up a little bit, and you just hear, mm, all right. And uh, you can wrap the rope around him. He, he will allow you to. Okay. He kind of like gently ties like a little loop around what seems to be the most reasonable part of a giant frog to tie a loop on. If you were to pull something. <laughs> yep. as, as you would know, just innately <laughs> from doing this your first time. Go ahead. B- Bart remarks on how reasonable that was. Very wow. Reasonable. wow. Very reasonable. <laughs> if I were to do a big frog rope wrapping thing, that's exactly how I would do it. I'm Bart Flood. 
Well, okay, so you wrap around the rope, you you tie him off to the door, and you want him to pull on the on the door. Yeah, I think you're okay. He starts pulling, and it, the rope quickly goes taut, um, and he pulls it at an angle away from the hermit crab that kind of bristles its antennae at him, but <laughs> then goes back inside its rock. Um, and it gets really tight, and then it goes slack. And he just goes, mm. Maybe it's a push door. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Car's gonna go, he's gonna run or jog over, untie the knot. That's thank you, Dap. That that'll do, Frog. That'll do. And, and he he says, Okay. And he's gonna give him another ration just because he wants Dap to not die. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um and the um with all this interaction with this door, you guys have now really clearly been able to examine the hinge and it and you say maybe it's a push door. No, it's not. It's clear that it's a pole door and that it is supposed to open inward onto this chamber, but the amount of mud on this door is preventing it from pulling it. The only thing that you notice after this thorough interaction beyond that is that with all the moving of the mud in the room, there's a fair amount of water content in it, and the water does seem to be making its way through the chamber, eventually percolating its way down and through, and there's like drip drops coming from the ceiling of water. So you imagine, you know, if water accumulated in this room, it doesn't just build up forever, it's flowing down out of that door somehow. I don't know if we're getting through this door. Yes, maybe. Maybe we don't want to anyways. Try try the west one, I suppose. Good idea. Sounds Let's good. go. The western door. And you guys just go up and open it? Or what do you want to do here? Uh, I think we can maybe say it's standard procedure to... Check for traps. I mean, I'm just okay, asking like table to, talk wise. Sure. I mean, um, I think that that's standard procedure. I am not going to assume as a GM every right. time that you yeah. check for traps. I'm, I would, I would think after finding such an elaborate trap as a yeah, exactly. that makes sense. That makes sense. So then just go ahead and say those magic words. Yep. I check for traps. All right. So um, go ahead and make me a perception check on the door. Okay. Anyone who would like to, honestly, there's plenty of space. 11 for crow. 11 for crow. Yeah, you don't see anything. Bart will take a look just because Bart is there. Ooh, nice, a 10. A 10 also don't see anything. It's just a beaten bronze door. All right, cars will give it a shot. That's an eight. <laughs> yeah, you know what? There's nothing wrong with this door. This is just the door. Honestly, I don't think I'm looking, guys. I like that. <laughs> so, That's okay. hilarious. <laughs> I like okay. cars like Crows and Barn are all like, yep, yeah, that looks good, looks good. Yep, 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 looks looks good, good to good, me. Right? Go I'm it. just like, I'm tired of this freaking mud. <laughs> yeah. uh, right. okay. Crow will see if it opens. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see here. Does it open? Um, yes, it, it does. It just opens. Um, and let me tell you what you see next. See if it reveals or hides for me. I think it should reveal. You see a chamber before you. Um, 
There's a, a hallway about, uh, what is that? About uh, 80 feet long? No, I'm horrible at math. 20, uh, 40 feet long. Um, and uh, about 10 feet wide. And there's another door, identical to the one that you just opened on the other side of the hallway. Okay. Now, uh, Crow has probably been in some, you know, elaborate keeps and castles and that mm-hmm. kind of thing where she's from and she knows that some designers just like symmetrical things so she wants yep. to pay close attention to kind of the mirroring air area on the wall to see yeah. if there's like another boarded up or stuccoed up uh yeah yeah hidden hidden area in this in this room you know there's some stucco hanging off the walls and you can see the stone bricks underneath but there's no obvious patch of stucco missing with a different colored stone um, especially if you look right in the area in the middle of the wall that would mirror it, um, you don't see anything out of the ordinary there. Okay. Um, the only thing that you notice is that, you know, there's that white slimy buildup on the walls that you've learned by now is lime. Yeah, and not to uh, lean against it for very long. Don't Don't touch it with your exposed skin or leather or something like that. Yeah. Um, I guess let's just keep going. Night, Bozo. I got your back, Crow. Let's go. Slow and steady. Uh, so you guys Crow's... are marching order. Going to go in there of Crow, Bart, Cars, Electries. Sounds yep. good. It's for me. I think her token is sitting on invisible wall of force. Ah, it should. Uh, oh yeah, me too. That sucks because the dynamic lighting is still doing that. Uh, Great. Oh, because <laughs> oh, yeah. the barriers are on, but yeah. yeah so yeah. let me now try to go through. Yep. Yeah, it's good. Pushed that's, through. That's <laughs> <cool>. um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you start walking down the hallway, and you just go up to the other door. Yeah, and check it for traps. Okay, go ahead and roll a perception check on it. Uh, what does the door look like, I guess? It's identical to the other one. It's a door of beaten bronze. Okay. Um, I rolled a one on the die yeah. for a six. <laughs> You're like, wow, this is the exact same Thanks. door. Wait, which door did we just come through? Crowlins turns around and looks at the original door. And it's like, hmm. Huh. <laughs> 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 we're just here. Bart, Bart will take a gander as well. Okay. There you go. 19, 19 for Bart. Yeah. Um, you can tell that this hallway here is significantly less muddy than the room that you were just in. But the only thing that you notice is that there's a little amount of uh, watery silt coming out of the bottom of this door. Like the next chamber might be filled with that kind of stuff as well. But yeah, otherwise, yeah. you don't notice any traps. You don't notice yeah. any markings. Looks, looks safe to me. I don't know. Yeah, Crow uh, gives it a tug. Okay, it just opens, um, and I will reveal the next room and delete the border so that you guys are not stuck. Hold no on borders. I'm going to have to do some a polygon reveal here. Polygon. It's a new spell I'm working on. Polygon reveal. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
nice. reveals <laughs> portion of the map, a random portion. Reveal of the map. dungeon. <laughs> that would be an amazing spell. Um, basically, find traps, spell. but actually, yeah, divination. Reveal layout. There you go. Um, and then I can delete nice. this, and I'll tell you what you guys see. So this room is wet, and the walls are covered with a slimy white buildup. There is about an inch and a half of water and mud blanketing the floor. Many overturned pedestals and broken pieces of statuary lie on the floor, partially buried in the mud. Opposite the entrance to this room is yet again another door. Only one pedestal remains standing. In the uh, southwest, sorry, southeast corner there. Yes, exactly. Um, sits a small metallic, you can even see as you peek in, a small metallic three-sided pyramid. Overhead in the shadow-draped ceilings are inlaid colored tiles depicting a starry sky and forming strange patterns in the areas above each of the corner pedestals. A dark, wet mass clings to the wall above the far western door. Upon closer inspection, it appears to be green in color. Mm. Sounds oozy. Let's go in. <laughs> if there's a scary ooze thing clinging to the ceiling, should we just like try to zap it from back here and not go in? That's a good idea. <laughs> Blast it. Uh, I think. Go ahead. We could just like poke it, right? Mage hand it and go give it a poke, see what it does. I can yeah, try can insulting try. the 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 mold yeah. or whatever. <laughs> these are all oh, great approaches. I love all these approaches. Should I, should I insult Come on, okay. Say something to it, part. Not trees. Hey, you stupid ooze! You've been sitting here doing nothing your entire life. Why don't you make a wisdom saving throw or take some psychic damage? <laughs> Okay. Um, Sage advice. <laughs> uh, your words echo through the room, and nothing really happens except I want you to make me a nature check. Okay. You realize you are insulting Ooh, okay. a Okay. I rolled a good old nine, I think. Nine yep, total? Nine. Yeah. Yep. It, it, it looks like it moves a little bit when you say that, but you can't be sure. Maybe you're just convincing yourself that it did. I think uh, it registered something, maybe. Hmm. I made it feel a little bad. <laughs> but it's C, and Bart will cast Mage Hand. Okay. And float it into the room and okay. poke one of the whatever it is. Poke it, okay. give it a poke. You, you poke this green ooze that is over the door over here. This green blotch on the wall mm -hmm. on the ceiling um and it definitely like you can feel with your mage hand it has a soft consistency to it but it does not seem to react to your poking and i want you to make me a nature check a nature check right now <laughs> you can't stop me 12 yeah you're like 
This ooze must be asleep. What's going on with this ooze? Can uh, Bart pull a piece off? Sure. All right. You pull Bart's a piece gonna, off. Yeah, and bring it back. Okay. I'll allow you to make a second nature check here. And you you bring it over and it sort of like droops a little bit out of the magic hand, and you see the fibrous strands of what you recognize when it becomes closer. It's just algae. Well, it's some sort of natural algae-like substance. I I don't know why it's responded to that insult trees, but maybe that's just, you know, because you're so good at them. Well, I don't know. You know what they say, if you want plants to grow healthy, you, you have to encourage them, so... I imagine what if, what trees, if trees played what? a song? You don't know what would have happened, you know? You could play some Mozart for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd have a smart I, plant. Very cultured called plant. speaks with trees, but not, not algae. <laughs> okay. Well, I suppose that's that's going and see see if that door opens as well. You should maybe be careful though still. Yeah, I think first uh Crow wants to carefully go in and go over towards that um that kind of intact pillar. So you step into the room and go over towards the pillar? Yeah. Okay. As you step into the room, um you just hear this noise, it's like as you see where Bart has plucked off a piece of this algae, has seemed to have compromised the structural integrity of the mass. And there are a couple of tendrils that weren't really easily visible from outside the room until you entered. And the tendrils look like they give way from their clinging onto the ceiling. And the whole party sees Crow just get splat covered like Nickelodeon slime <laughs> in this green algae <laughs> that falls from above. Oh boy. Yeah. But you're oh fine. God. It's just wet and gross and smells bad and you are covered <laughs> in green goo. Alright, but it's not like a deadly closet that'll bring no. us to the edge of death. Alright. You probably like, I would imagine, like draw a blade or something when it happens, but then oh, yeah. like nothing happens and it's just clinging to your body and you clear your face. And she says, Crow, are you okay? And she says, Yeah, um, I don't know what happened. And if any more slime falls when she says, I don't know, no, then I'm, you just, I'm, I'm you just look around the ceiling of this room and it's like plop, splat. Sploosh! You just like the the algae was disturbed, and now it is clearly falling from the ceiling. I mean, we've been in mud and gas and yeah, grossness and filth. Now. What's a little more? Um, so yeah, right. she'll just trudge through towards that pillar. Okay. You make it over <laughs> to the to the pedestal over there in the southeast corner. Yeah. Okay, and it is a three sided pyramid. Um, it is it's silvery in nature. Does it have any kind of markings on it or? Strangely, it does not. Um, Do you interact with it at all? You just want to look at it? Uh, I mean, does it have any features besides just being a shape? Like, is there any kind of seam where maybe it moves or? Oddly, perfectly flat and okay. blank. 
weird. Or maybe it's nothing at all. Maybe it's just a thing in a room. Could be. She'll kind of poke there it. Are, okay, you poke it, and when your finger touches it, a shine of moonlight ripples across the surface of the pyramid. And it reveals to you a, a scene depicted on each of the three sides. Um, there's one side on the bottom that uh, you have to kind of rotate a little bit to, to see. Gotcha. Um, but it is, uh, the, the bottom doesn't really have anything on it except for a depiction of the moon. The, and these scenes include a crab-headed figure, an alligator-headed figure, and a feathered figure um, in these sort of poses, revering constellations above them. Um, it's clear that this is somehow has an affinity to the moon and the stars. Um, it's made of pure silver. And it doesn't seem to, you know, show that stuff to a, a onlooker. You need to be touching it. And as you hold it in your hand now, it, uh, it, it's like this beautiful workmanship um, of these beast people revering the stars. Yeah. Um, so you said the ceiling of this room also had some yes. uh, multicolored effect. Uh, does it resemble the same kind of... It Absolutely does. Um, and the three other corners, you can now, just by looking over at the ruined statuary in them, you see clearly there is the half a head of a alligator sticking out of one corner. Um, some stone feathers uh, sort of leaning against the wall in one corner and a big stone crab claw. And do the... Uh designs in the ceiling above each area sort of match what I'm looking Abs at? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. It, it seems to, to you that there's a corresponding imagery on these things. Okay. Um, and uh, in the middle of the room um, is a icon that looks not like a star, but like the moon. Um, in the middle of the room on the ceiling? On the ceiling, yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, um, she'll call to whoever's nearby. I think it's cars over there. And just, uh, she wants someone else to kind of verify what she's seeing here. Maybe it's, hopefully it's not just the gas effect here. <laughs> um, hey, hey, cars will head over. Come here. also wave over Bart and Teresa come into the room as well. Join Crow. Okay. Uh, Crow will just What's say, on, Crow? Uh, touch this. Cars touches it. And in your hand, too, you can see as you hold it, it, it shimmers with these three patterns um, and the moon on the bottom. Uh, and, what, and you look around, it, it clearly mirrors what's in the room. Um, you're not sure what the purpose of this object was or why they were all displayed here. But, you know, it does remind you a little bit of the display in the first room that you mm -hmm. guys were in. Hmm. What is this, some some sacred object of sorts? And he's going to offer it to Bart to pick up then. Same thing happens. You can see all the icons. You can see each one of these beast-headed humanoids. Um, their depictions are highly representational, like Egyptian god style, where the head is one way and the bodies are very simple. Right. 
it's pretty, whatever it is. But I don't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> now Bart will give it back to Cars like and maybe shuffle over to one of the pedestals that fell over and give it a poke. Okay, it seems like it's all inert stone now. Is there um, anything else unusual? Not really. I mean, if you guys want to spend time investigating further, you can do that. Um, I'm kind of curious. Like, does it look like the statues just crumbled with time, or did that, something it, smash? It them doesn't apart? look like there's any like marks on it that look okay. like they were smashed. It looks like they fell over and are sort of decaying in the caustic lime here. Yeah. Well, I suppose if only we could go back in time, we could find out what used to happen here, but... I have half a mind just to try this door and keep going. Okay. Yeah, uh, and, and so, As Trees enters the room, something happens. Uh oh <laughs> Oh, Trees, good job. Trees! The moon took so long to enter the room. <laughs> Love it. The moon on, on the ceiling begins to glow with faint Fuck. moonlight. And so does your new ring. The frogman holding the moon up. But no magical saves are required no monsters emerge from the muck it seems like this mo this moon activated whatever is in this room and now even if you are not holding the pyramid it radiates that same light a little bit brighter like this this ring was the key here huh. now the, the room is doesn't require dark vision a little bit of mood lighting. Not bad. Let's <laughs> mm. well, light the tablecloth. <laughs> Who's got when the, the moon hits the <laughs> <laughs> like a That's ring of plane. protection. <laughs> uh, we just have a romantic uh, dinner. We're like, fuck this, yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Uh, Go ahead. Did you say there was like a central thing in the top of the room that was glowing? Yeah, it's the moon. Okay. The moon itself yeah. in the top of the room so, started to glow as you watch. I think it. as this glowing thing happens, I think, and I notice with my hand, I pretend to, that like I'm out of control of, of the ring and it starts moving <laughs> up towards the moon and I'm like, oh, oh, it's, uh, it's got me. Help. It's taking me, everybody. Uh, don't jump on trees to. Hold them down. Hold them down. <laughs> I'm just messing with y'all. Uh, and you tackle trees for just a second. <laughs> this is weird. Oh, Do you feel any different trees? I mean, it's it makes it look it makes my eyes look really beautiful, right? Yeah, but you don't feel anything different. There's no, you know, it's it seems like there's some sort of light spell bound to it. It seems like I don't know, maybe... I feel like I'm harder to hit. <laughs> <laughs> so so oh. maybe this place just reacts to its ruler. And if you're wearing the ruler's ring, that could open some paths for us. 
or if we had other things from the border. Can I see that? Yeah. That that thing that you've got there, crew. Uh, sure. Um, hands it over. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, I hold it, and I guess I'm kind of curious if I know anything about like these figures or anything yeah. that, like about this at all. Honestly. Okay. Um, roll me a history Old check. Stories and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, good old history. Hey, that's a that's a seventeen. Okay, you recall one story that was told to you. Um, there's a story about these mythical creatures that used to exist. Um, there was a, a, a whole species that. It's so rare to see these days on the cold surface of Kasur. And they they existed in a time where, according to the story, things used to be not so cold. Um, these alligator-headed people, these uh, bird-feathered people, and um, the third one. Uh, the bird and frog? Crab, the crab. Crab, um, crab. So there's basically a story that you've been told where some time ago, many of these creatures that used to walk the surface retreated below. Um, their, their bulks not able to be sustained by the surface resources during Kasur's cold winters. Um, the alligator head, you can't remember ever meeting an alligator person once in your life. You've never met a, a crab person except for this giant hermit crab, and that's not really a person either. Um, you know, these are, these are races or species that you just, you don't know them. They're not from around, but you've heard of them. I look at the thing curiously and I just say to the others, like, I used to hear like horror stories about creepy monsters underneath Kasur that were like ancient things from the old days from before the world was cold. But never seen anything like it before. Hmm. Well, this, this temple is, I suppose, possibly that old. And no that, one really knows exactly when that happened. Not even the oldest historians. That monster in the other room is any sign of what was before us. I, I don't want to go back to it. Let's try to find a way out of here. I agree. And with that, Bart will step to the door and give it a cursory glance. Shall I perception you? If you would like to give me a perception check and inspect it for traps, you're welcome to do so. 16 Can I perception do the same? for more. Yeah, yeah. Give me uh, so 16, and what else we got Ooh. here? I rolled an 18 plus perception. A 19. Yeah. 19. Nice. Okay. You notice one thing that Bart doesn't. Uh, it's... Clearly, there's no traps. There's no mechanisms. It's just another beaten bronze door. But you notice that under the seam at the bottom of the door, 
the mud in this room seems to be flowing downward that way. And you can hear on the other side of the door, a trickle of water. Bart will look to Dries and then reach for the door. Bart, can you can you hear the, the trickling on the other side there? Um, no, if you pause for a second, you, yeah. you can. You know, but it, you just have to sure, hold your hand and be like, quiet. Sounds like water, but there's plenty of water underground. Maybe water could mean a way out, I suppose. Well, hopefully we can get this door open. Do you want a hand? Uh, Bart will just try to grab the door and open it and see what happens. It creaks open. I guess I've got it, Trees. Thank you, though. I appreciate that. Of course. Let me do my reveal here. Um, and you, uh, you see before you a room that, um, has a small pool of water at the base of it, and it continues in a rivulet down the ten-foot-wide hallway that slants down ever so slightly, like you're going deeper. Okay. There's a corner. Bart will step in. Oh, okay. Bart will attempt to step in and hit the magic. You should be wall. able to step in. I did remove the wall on the oh. actual door. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. I'm through. Yeah. Yep. I think I follow in right behind splish, Bart. Splish, splash. How deep okay. is this water? It's actually not that deep, only a few inches, but it's actually flowing and it's not mud. It's water. Water. Um, so, let me read you what you see. The walls and ceilings of this hallway are coated with slime, and the floor of the passage is covered with a layer of mud, though through this muck, a steady stream of water trickles northward. The stucco on the walls is flaking off, and there are glowing silver tracks in the slime, crisscrossing the walls and ceiling. Along the east wall of the passage, um, you see a faint shadow cast in the bioluminescent tracks, light. Hmm. Can I can't uh, really tell what it is around the corner. You'd have to look around the corner to see where the shadow's being cast from. <laughs> what do these tracks look like on the wall? Like snail tracks or something? Yeah, they that that, that checks out. Yeah, they could look like snail tracks. Can I place my finger on one of them and see how fresh it is? Um, it comes away with a bioluminescent goo. Oh, Bart's going to lower his voice and be like, some sort of creature. Not too far, probably. This looks fresh. Be careful. I, I almost lost some fur touching the walls earlier. Yeah, what you notice is that this um, this icker substance is actually on top of the lime, so you were able to safely grab it away and be like, what is this? Do you guys want me to scout ahead a little bit? I'm pretty nimble sometimes. I, I, I suppose if you want to just take a quick look. 
Um, Bart will poke his head back through the door, too, and let the compatriots on the other side know to keep their voices down. Okay. But yeah, go for it, trees, if you'd like. Just quick look. See what's around the corner. Yeah, you want um, to peer down the hallway? Yeah, if I can, I would like to like climb up. Oh, do I want to? I guess do I, do you I want to climb? Remember the? Yeah, I don't know I'll remind you that that the climbing yeah. here, even though you have a climb speed because of the slime coating everything, you will still have yeah. to make a climb check. I'll let you make it with advantage. Yeah, no, that'll probably just not end up me being chill. <laughs> I'll just like slowly <laughs> poke my head around the corner and see if I see anything. And okay. then, How uh, long is your then, dark vision? I believe it's sixty feet. Okay. Um, yeah. Got it. Okay. So, what you see as you look down this hallway is that the bioluminescence uh, gets brighter as it goes <laughs> down farther in the in the chamber. Um. And there's a shadow being cast from that brighter bioluminescence beyond. And on the eastern wall is a statue of a frogman outfitted in fine clothing, holding out a stone tray in his arms, raised up. Uh, you can't really make out more of the details unless you were to get a little bit closer, but the hallway continues past that with two doors on either side and stairs leading down where the water flows. You said it's a statue? There's a statue on the eastern wall that is casting a shadow in the otherwise empty hallway. Yeah, I pull my head back from around the corner and look to the others and I'm like... Okay, there's a very creepy frog statue in the in this random tunnel. Does that seem weird to you? Maybe you just a statue. Let's go take a look. We're gonna go this way anyways, I suppose. Right, yeah. Forward. Trot, trot. Onwards to the statue. Um, yeah, what, what's our marching order here? I don't mind not going first, but I don't mind yeah. going first. Let's say from now on, let's uh, let's move, uh, you know, one at a time here, and uh, tell me who's going first and where. But yeah, marching um, order. You guys are two by two right now. I think um, Crow can go first, just for vision's sake. If nothing else, you have 120 feet of vision. Yeah. Crow? So let me also now that you've rounded the corner. Um, reveal what you would see, I believe, which is to the end of the chamber. Ooh. Um, and I'll read to you the rest of what you say, see. The uh, doors to this room um, beyond are open and they are made of bronze, uh, very, very much like the rest of them. However, these are tinted blue from oxidation. Just inside the doorway, um, or sorry, just outside the doorway, here are two small alcoves that you cannot see into because you'd have to walk up to it and peer into the alcoves on either side. However, uh, in the middle of the room, surrounded by um, water, is a large, looks like a basin, 
um, and a considerable stretch of water that goes beyond that to stairs on the other side that are also trickling down water. A large chamber up there, and that's where the bright glow is coming from. You can see that the bioluminescence is reflecting off the surface of the water. Interesting. I'll share what I see. Hmm. Let's proceed carefully. Yeah. Let's be very cautious. Big Let's room sounds like more trouble. Whatever left these tracks could be in there. Good. Let's get closer to the statue and check it out. Yeah, I think okay. uh, she'll go up and pause at the statue to okay. take a look. As you go up to the statue, um, and it seems Bart and Karzalek are following as well, I'm just going to need you guys for movement here to tell me where you move before you move your tokens. Just please. Understood. Okay. Now that we're in new territory here. Um, so... Um, its eyes appear to be black gemstones. The right one droops out of its socket, balancing on the statue's cheek. Uh, from behind the left shoulder protrudes the hilt of a weapon, most likely a sword. The stone tray, as well as the forehead and the nose of the statue, are chipped and scratched. Um, the sword and the gems are quite high up. It is a 12-foot tall stone statue. Oh, wow, okay. Um, does the sword look like it is part of a statue, or is it a sword that is placed on a statue? Why don't you give me an investigation check to further check out the sword? Okay. Eleven. Yeah, it's really hard to tell if it's part of the statue or if it's not part of the statue. Mm. And she doesn't want to touch anything yet. Okay. But she will just take a really close look, like at the tray, mm -hmm. and see if there's like any kind of mechanism built into this thing. Um, okay. Like, I see a tray, and I think putting something on the tray. But, sure. Um, um, it is clearly, just by looking at it for long enough, if you take a minute or two here, Yeah. Um, it, it clearly looks like there either once was something or should be something on this tray. Um, the sword, you're not really sure how that falls into that equation. Um, it's a statue of a frogman with an empty tray. Interesting. I'll call cars up and say, hey, uh, do you want to try again with pulling a, a weapon out of stone? And she'll gesture over to the, to the sword and kind of step out of it, the way. It would be difficult to get up there. For, oh, that's right. It's 12 foot tall. Cars mm. it, there's, there's a way, but it's coming out of a shoulder holster. Yeah. Hmm. It does uh, eerily look about as tall as, or maybe even taller than Plep. Oh, so like, is this sword? Oh, like, so like, is this sword pretty massive? It is a large sword for sure, but you know, it's a large frogman. 
Fair enough. What are you guys going to do here? Well, you could climb onto the tray, maybe. How tall is the tray? The tray is about halfway up. Um, and yeah, Jay, go ahead and uh, take a marker heroism for figuring out what that intelligence investigation check would have told Crow. Um, that is the only way without assistance to climb up onto this statue with a dwarf's height or a halfling, you know, or any of your height, really. You, uh, you want to boost cars? <sighs> let's, let's give it a try, but if this one's stuck, I say we run because I'm sure there's some mummified monstrosity around the corner coming to grab it. <laughs> that would be quite a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, cars so, will step up. Okay, go ahead and move your token up, and uh, Trees I, takes a step closer as well. Yeah, I like. cautiously bring up the rear and start ritually, as they make that remark about uh, scare, uh, awakening another thing, I start ritually casting Trees' party zone. <laughs> <laughs> just nervously. <laughs> <coming That's back. laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, It'll be 11 um, minutes, but <laughs> so until you, something better happens. Give so you give cars like a boost, correct? Yeah, I'll boost oh, as best as Bart can, which is not very. Yeah, hard, as best as really. I mean, how, and I was gonna ask then. So, how much does cars like weigh? Where's this with all fucking your heavy. stuff? Yeah, um, too much. So, <laughs> all right, Probably too much in, for Bart to lift. Actually, yeah, cars is here. factoring in the new equipment and the new stuff. So I've been I've, tried, I've been crunching the numbers of the weight added on. Uh, I don't have it exactly, but cars is definitely like in the 160, 170 range. And Che, do you think that you can actually lift that? No, I was thinking, I was definitely thinking more kind of just like being a, like, you know, like. Okay. Uh, you, you, like cars down like and, stepping on my yeah. cup tans and then just okay. using me as a step. You, you go like, ow, I'm not going to make you ah. take any actual <laughs> damage, but it is not a pleasant sensation as this armor wearing dwarf, like at least 150% of your size, you know, just goes like clunk up onto you. And then uh, cars like you're able to scramble up onto the statue's tray. I'm going to move your token for you there. Thank um, you, sir. And when a hundred or more pounds is applied to the tray, <laughs> um, the statue's tray begins to descend and its arms creak lower and lower. And anyone on the statue or under it needs to make me a dexterity saving throw as the <laughs> statue begins to topple out from the wall and fall over. So that's Crow oh. and Karzalek dexterity saving throw. Hey, we found yeah. stealthy. We found another okay, secret thing. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Ouchie. secret tunnel behind it. Oh man, okay, and so this is perfect. 15 from Karzalek and an 8 from Crow. <laughs> Karzalek, you save. Crow does not. And Karzalek, you fall onto Crow, crushing her for... Uh, let's see here. Uh, the, the plate armor-wearing dwarf falls on top of you for 9 bludgeoning damage. <sighs> Oh, and the statue rolls off of Karzalek's back and shatters on the ground. Oof. However, <gasps> behind the statue is a passageway. Oh, Another snap. Let's go. <laughs> narrow passageway in the wall that seems like it could possibly circumvent this entire room. 
or perhaps come Car- out on the other side. You don't really know. Cars is going to lift himself up on his, uh, on like just from the floor. Oh, that was a close one. Thanks for catching me, Crow. <laughs> Not knowing uh, she, she'll like spit some blood out, and, like <laughs> hold her broken ribs. I'm glad, I'm glad I could help you. <laughs> He's going to give her a hand up back to you, like, oh, sweet. Like, you know, oh, good thinking. You caught me right there. Thanks for being a friend. Sorry, Tate. Right. No, go for it. Uh, I was going to say Barry's going to poke his head into the corridor, like give it a sniff and then probably step, step in. Do you think Jab can fit in here? Uh, I think I think I think Dap can squeeze through here. It's just he's gonna suffer like difficult terrain, so movement penalty as well as like damage on literally everything. <laughs> oh, Dap! But of course, that is also interpretation to the like, to the DM as they see fit. But yeah, apparently, like you know, creatures are technically able to squeeze through areas a size smaller than them, but they just suffer for it. So interesting. They just suffer for it. Yeah, that's what you get, man, for just man. being too chonky. So I got. It. So do y'all think that uh, there's any way that that door can actually be opened? I'm the gonna do central chamber. Yeah, I bet we can open it from the other side, or we can access that room from another way. Probably. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking like maybe some kind of, you know. If we can change forms and go through the crack, I don't know if uh, Bart can right. do that. Yeah, there's it definitely could, seems definitely. to be some kind of workaround for it for some reason. But no. um, how, how are we on healing charges on that wand, by the way? Uh, we got 19. Okay, I'm, so I don't think we can use one. So. Yeah, uh, do you want one right now? Well, I mean, um, I think Ben probably needs to. I, Let us I'm know. Back. Um, Mark you, triggers you, something immediately first. No, you start walking yeah. down the hallway, and and you can I definitely think. still say, "Hey, I use a healing charge." On yeah, the right I, now, at least one, if you don't mind. I yeah, think no, no. as yeah. I think after the the statue crashed and like Bart starts to get up there, I like I like sh- kind of shush everyone, and I just like want to like listen to hear if we hear like anything else going on in this dungeon after this um, giant statue got toppled I think right away you just listen there and you don't hear anything but the trickling water it was loud though when that thing fell down I yeah. mean like it went boom and I imagine there was some pain screaming and some yeah, oh, little, oh, little scream yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it, yeah uh, it's, it's perfectly quiet you hear the trickling of water into the pool in the next room okay I think I seeing uh, Crow hurt. I nervously uh, go over to her and be like, "Here, uh, this this not help." And uh, give you a, uh, a healing charge. Do you want to roll it, or do you want me to? Do I roll it? Go for it. Okay. I think you should you should roll it and add your your spell casting modifier. Cool. Is the way it's done. Cool. So I will expend a charge. Come on. Ooh, that's pretty good. That's a seven plus three is ten. Perfect. Not Thank bad you. at all. Yeah. Almost full, so. Nice. 
and some of your wounds I, knit back together. I, actually, one more hit point than when cars tried to kill me. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow! I just like uh, I wow. just say like we need you at your best, Crow. Thanks, Chris. Um, okay, but if you all are ready to keep going here, yeah, yeah. marching order. Okay, before marching order. Oh yes. You guys notice something in the rubble of this statue that is broken mm-hmm. into chunks now. Money. There are, yeah, there are <laughs> two, <laughs> two. There are two obsidian eyeballs, polished and spherical, and they are each worth ten gold pieces. Oh, obsidian eyes. Obsidian um, eyes. Is this cursed? They seem is, super is the cursed. The sword has come free of its stone scabbard. However, it is not made of metal. It is made of, and has been preserved through time, a laminated, dark, curling in on itself wood, inset with jagged obsidian teeth. Ooh, it is cool. radiating magic. Ooh. Heck yeah, it is. <laughs> Heck yeah, it is. Let's poke it. Let's see what it is. Yeah, Let's see what it is. Okay, Bart pokes it and takes one point of damage. <laughs> don't don't <laughs> point. Don't, don't poke the, the sharp side. Come you poke on. the sharp side. You didn't specify <laughs> you poke the blunt side. You take uh, one point of damage. That's sharp. Can and I? Can I? Oh, yeah. It's fire damage. Oh. You feel a little burn on your hand. And do you guys want to roll on this thing to identify it? I mean, yeah. is oh, the Car- Cars is the only sword user, right? Or is trees sure. too, maybe? Okay, technically, uh, this is swords. a long sword. Is it just rapiers? Uh-oh. It's a yeah. long sword here, so that would be a martial weapon, I believe. Yeah. Uh, no cards had long swords. If Cars doesn't get the, I mean, I'm assuming Cars can't really detect this radiating magic. He would, he would probably go to just pick it up by the hilt. You pick it yeah. up. Laminated Arcana wood, check. Inset. Go for it. Arcana check is exactly what you should do. I am proficient with long sword. Oh nice. well, maybe trees wants it. Yeah. A four is not short swords. Natural nice. twenty for crow. Natural a look. Um, you look at. When Bart pokes it and just goes like, <laughs> ow! ow. <laughs> it burns, guys. And it burns. I can tell. It burns. <laughs> it's a burning sword, actually. And you know that this, um, this stone of the volcano, as many greenskin tribes would call it, where you're from, sometimes doesn't lose its material properties when it cools down all the way, and it's called Starstone. And this Starstone here, this Starstone sword, deals an extra 2d6 damage, fire damage, to any creature of the plant type. Hmm. And, Interesting. Uh, it is also a plus one longsword. Ooh. I mean, that sounds like a car thing, a tabletop class. Are you, are you saying that Bart is a plant? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that yes. as a DM, I get to have fun with these types of things. <laughs> when someone says they poke a sword, that's what they do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a plant like I'm a spy. That's what I and am. And you're a druid, right? That's basically... You're basically Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a, a crow, crow will just speak up and say, 
I know what this is. This is a Starstone sword. Um, and she'll kind of gesture for cars to, you know, swing it around and say, it, it'll probably serve you well. Yeah, cars will make to pick it up and try to give it a couple practice swings, but uh, yeah, you know, he he will look he will look at the sword that, that his current longsword he has hilted up. He's gonna look at uh he'll, he will look at the other swordsmen over here, trees, and just kind of like give them the nod like, could you use like is this of any use to you? You you do wield magic. Honestly, I gotta say that thing's I don't think I'm strong enough to wield that. <laughs> like maybe I could do a little bit of damage way better in your hands, my friend. So don't, don't you have an extra magical sword, though? Is that what you're saying, Karzalek? Or like, I mean, I think Kars, like if he perceives it primarily as like, oh, it's it's a it's a really cool, it's a really freaking long sword, but mm-hmm. he already has a long sword. And if, you know, if Crow informs him like, oh, this is something magical. Again, like Kars is just, he tends to defer to like, oh, if this is like a magical like weapon, like maybe there's mm-hmm. like ability or something inherent that he cannot, you know, properly tap into. Hence sure. like, oh, well, you know, Trees has been known to uh, buckle some swashes here and there, so maybe he could get better use out. Nah. Nah. All right. You can talk to Dap now. You're you're getting this magic thing down. You can do. Yeah. You can build that. <laughs> it's just the sword. Understood. Th- thank you. And with that, he sh- uh, he'll he'll sheath it up. Um, is there real okay. quick? Is there a a uh a, a, an article for this sword I can pull up, or should um, I? There is not. It is just a. Uh, plus one long sword in fine condition made of laminated wood inset with jagged teeth of obsidian. It. I'll, I'll post this in chat here, actually. Um, so okay. probably not, the best thing to do would be like get a uh, lurk for a long sword in the compendium and there's like a plus one long sword. Yeah. And then just remember the extra 2d6 thing. Understood. I like the idea that we're giving cars like exposure therapy to magic stuff by just <laughs> co- covering him and magic items and making him touch magic things yeah. and all that <laughs> like the idea of them, like bud. yeah they all have like different activating uh, phrases and he just says the wrong one in combat he's like oh god speak to animals instead of a flaming sword <laughs> there you go sword awesome. plus one long sword yada yada I will save that thank you Okie dokie. So then there's this passageway and Bart is walking into it, correct? Yep. Okay. Bart will uh, follow. Yeah, Bart's going to make make like a person walking down this passageway and do that. Wow. Yep. What what word crafting? <laughs> um, so uh, marching order, it looks like Bart and then Crow, then cars elect and trees. Yeah, I'm gonna make like a sure. bar. So stop, and stop on, stop moving for a second. Again, I'm just make, trying to make I'm, room. I'm, but yeah. I know, but I know, but uh, I, I want to remind you. From now on, I really want you guys to say, "I move over to here," and then we'll move you over there. Instead of like while we're talking, I see the little moves. Sometimes that's totally fine, but right now in dungeon mode, I would strongly recommend for your sake against that. Sure. Um, Okay. I cautiously bring up the rear, climbing up okay. the uh, what's left of the shattered remains of the statue into this awesome. little tunnel. Okay, so water beads, uh, they, they collect upon the walls of this narrow passage, and the flooring is cold and damp. A low ceiling, only five feet tall, further cramps this dank place. The uh, southern entrance to this passageway, you have discovered. 
Um, it appears at first to be a blank wall behind the statue, but when you open it, you, uh, you clearly see that it was meant to be opened. You don't know if it was meant for the statue to fall away and shatter, but it looks like it was at one point meant to open. Um, you guys walk up to the corner and then turn left at the corner? Yep. Okay. Go ahead and um, move yourselves up there then. Boop. I think I'm staying uh, a good like 10 or 15 feet behind them, letting them go forward, but me okay. just bringing up the rear from a little bit okay. of a distance. Um, okay, so you guys are making your way through this passageway and you see that the northern side as it curves to the left and has another, it looks like exit or entrance um, it looks like it's blocked off with rubble. Hmm. It's not huge rubble. It's only a five foot wide area. And you guys haven't actually attempted at all to clear any rubble anywhere yet. A true fact. Well, part will keep going down this passageway. Okay, you can make it all the way to the end if you'd like, and go up against the rubble there. I will do that and give it a give it a feel, see what it feels like. It is mostly uh, seems like masonry debris. Um, it is not coated in the caustic lime, uh, and is you are able to just start moving it out of the way if that's what you'd like to do. I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll okay, start, start pulling it, down. it behind you, and now the passage is getting cramped and filled with this debris. Uh, but you you reach over and grab one chunk of stone after about five minutes of this process, and you feel that the air pressure changes. Whoosh. And you've opened into another chamber. It's still going to take you another few minutes to accomplish this, but if you persist, you think you could open this. Persist is my middle name. I like how the rest of us are just watching Bart do all the manual yeah. labor. Is that what's happening back there for five minutes? And it's a very cramped space. So like five foot cube is the entire, yeah. like not, not figuratively speaking, but a five by five by five, you know, cube one at a time. Mage hand a couple very small rocks. Okay. So I think you to do that, out. you probably have to come around the corner. Right. Yes. So Crow's at the front. Does Crow move up? Space. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll move up to... We can kind of like, you know, Bart, take, take take rocks from Bart and kind of put them to the Fireman side. Fireman line them, yeah. Yeah. Up, okay. Up, up, up. So you guys all work together to remove the debris? Those work yes. together. Fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you do this, and it has now been an hour since you left Tree's Party Zone. Yeah. As you finish clearing this, I'd like you each to roll me 1d6. Any 1d6 years in chat? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. And go ahead and take the respective amount of poison damage. That'd be five for Crow, one for Ouchie. Bart, six for Karzalek, and two for Trees Rumble Mountain. Oh, and roll for Dap? Easy. Oh, and yeah, roll for Dap as well. Oh, there. damn it! <laughs> Six, yes. You rolled boxcars, two sixes. 
Uh, <laughs> yep. He takes six damage. Okay. Right, I punch that in. All right. So, but now the passageway has been cleared. Let me write down again in my notes here that another hour has passed. And it's still so like, just, just like day context. It's like three in the afternoon, probably, or something. Like maybe it would earlier be than that. Close. It would be it'd be a little bit earlier than that. It is you've known if you were really keeping track of the seconds down here, like I don't care if you know metagame wise, it's been right. four and a half hours since you guys fell down here. Nice, nice. Yeah. It was like um, mid morning when we Yeah, it was it was early when you guys set out. You made your way across the way, you set down the thing and you, you camped, and in the early morning you you went towards the Shattered Tower, the Bullywug conflict happened. You guys met Dap, and on your way back to the barge, the masonry collapsed underneath you and you fell down here. And that was about four and a half hours ago. Um, one thing that I've been trying to do is they recommend in some of the multiple iterations of this dungeon have existed over time, but one of the recommendations I found was to literally keep track of how many hours have gone by. And... Mm -hmm. If they haven't done something that really reasonably couldn't have been done in a shorter period of time, that's how many hours it got. Um, okay, so you open up this chamber. And mm -hmm. you can see to your right. How far is your dark vision, Bart? 60. 60? Okay. Okay, so to your right you can see there is a passageway, and ahead of you, you can see there's a door. Get to the right room here, because there's a million rooms in here. The hall is strewn with mud and flotsam. Uh, water accumulates in the center of the corridor and flows westward to where a stone block in the southern wall has been shifted now out of place. Uh, that's where you're coming from. The corridor turns to the north, and the flow of water follows it, going downward. Um, it's a slightly slanting floor here. Um, the bronze-bound door is uh, right in front of you, about 10 feet away. Um, the door, unlike the other ones, has a keyhole. Uh, and a pool of water uh, kind of in the middle of the chamber I already mentioned uh, is, is sort of flowing towards it. Hmm. Got forward and to the right it looks like here. Uh, Bart will move up and perceptionize the door to Gigander at it see if he sees any purple globes. Okay, give me a perception check. Ooh, a 19. Yeah, you can't sense any traps, but it's definitely locked. Okay, nobody nobody found a key so far down here, have we? A crow will sigh and say, "I guess uh, breaking and entering, right? That's what I'm. That's what I'm good at." Oh, I mean, yeah, do so. you guys not remember, or do your characters not remember? Because you did um, find one thing that could be used as a key. Um. Loot sheet, loot sheet, any loot cheaters? We found an actual key in the squash house. You did find that, but I mean, down here you found a 
thing in the very first room that was held like a shepherd's crook. Oh, oh, I, I, like I thought that used. like stayed behind when we used it to unlock the door. Oh, maybe it did. Maybe it did. I was going to say, basically, you could go through the motions of trying to use it, but it wouldn't work on this door. So that saves that. Uh, you <laughs> left it behind there. <laughs> uh, come on, come on, Croatia. Uh, show us what you can do. I'll time you. See if you can beat your personal best. <sighs> okay. Um, is it a keyhole like a normal keyhole height? It does look like uh, pretty much a normal keyhole, normal keyhole height, normal door. Three. Sullenly take out her thieves tools and go really slow just to make Bart count for a long time. Five. Um, Light of hand check. Uh, I think it'd be thieves tools, right? Thieves tools. Uh, which yeah, so it's, it's not an actual so. check. It's you have expertise on this sleight of hand check relating to a door. Ours will move up to the doorway. Or to the entranceway. Okay. I'll follow them behind the cars. And Crow, when you come in there, your dark vision is sufficient to see that at the end of this hallway here beyond the water, there is another door. Okay, cool. Ooh, nine for the yep. tinker there. You can't quite get it. And it takes some time, but you can't quite get it. Yeah. It's just not my night, Bart, or day, or whatever time it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, okay. Well, we try the other door. That was 27 seconds to figure out that you didn't, <laughs> didn't have what it takes, Crow, but let's try this one, maybe. Splish, splash. Bart, do you uh, want to try to just break this door down? <laughs> <laughs> we have boom. Kool-Aid mana, come on, do it. Well, what do you guys do here? Bart, you know, go ahead. And Crow will follow Bart and see so if maybe the other door. Is everybody yeah. going there? Cars will follow Crow. Okay. And trees. Trees bringing up the rear. Okay, go ahead and move you guys into there. Okay. I'm doing it. As you come to this door, it looks a little bit different. Like it's not. Uh, it's not a door of beaten bronze. Uh, this one's closer to what you would imagine the passageway that you just came through, like a stone seal, something hidden behind a wall. But you are on the side where it is obvious, and the other side is probably a facade. Hmm. Well... You made a perception check on the, yeah. on the door, and it was a six. Bart yeah, just um, you don't really hear much or sense much. Is there any, like, a visible way to open it or something, or is it just, like, a handle or um, anything? It looks like there's a grip that you could push on. I mean, should I give it a try? Yep, Bart will grab it and push slash pull, depending on what it would like. Okay, you push, and it opens outwards. As you open the door, you feel the stone and stucco grate across each other, and it slides out to reveal a silty, sandy beach in this room where the lime-filled water trickling in from a, a door to your south and potentially 
through a door to your east uh, accumulates in a large pool. And you notice that because this room is, unlike the others, lit by a pool of glowing, glowing water and filled with crystals and green fronds inside the pool. Light seems to flow from everywhere and the, the walls themselves are glistening much like the, the moonlight in the chamber earlier tonight. On the far side of the pool, you can see there's a, a set of doors carved with a sigil that resembles the sun. But as this door creaks open and grates against the stone, you hear a faint tune being sung by, it sounds like the voice of a young woman. And then all of a sudden you hear, oh, and a splash as she evidently dives into the water. As this happens, from behind you, you hear a bursting sound as the door that you were just fiddling at comes smashing open and a creature comes barreling out from that, filling the entirety of the chamber behind you. It is a colossal snail with humongous tendrils atop its head, each with a mace-like barb at the end, and it smacks them together in some effort to communicate with you or intimidate you. Crack, 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 and then begins to slowly trundle towards your location. And we will see you guys next week. Oh no, we're gonna be a fish heads. No we more better briskly walk away from the snail before it catches It's the snail from Reddit that if it touches you, you die, but it's very slow. Oh man, I read about that.